You're listening to the RE Social Podcast with your hosts, Andrew and Vince from Onvi Invest. For more information, go to onviinvest.com. Okay, welcome to RE Social Podcast. Um, we have a very special guest today. Um, we've been doing this podcast now for, uh, I guess, a few months or so. And um, we were considering doing it on our own, and we kind of did it on our own at first. And it's just a lot of, it's just a lot of setup and stuff that um, you know we don't have much knowledge on. And so we're leveraging one of the longest relationships I have, uh, which is with this guy Evan. Now he's getting into the screen. Yeah, there we go. It's so my boy from a long time ago. What's up, and, man? And uh, we've kept in touch and hung out, and it's been, I mean, he's just one of the best dudes ever, if I'm being honest. Oh, Dan, you're too kind. Um, And, yeah, he's been doing this successful, like, podcasting thing. He's got an amazing setup. You guys can't see what's behind you. It's, like, these really nice professional lights, this camera. We got a chopper jet. Chopper got jets. Helicopter. You got the, you got the jet. <laughs> we helicopter you in. A whole soundboard and XLR cable. So it's really cool, and I'm really glad I did it because he's really helped put us on the map and... He knows a lot more about all the stuff than I do and chopping it up into reels. We we're just talking about like, you know, the one that we did on the cars, the, how to, what was it called? The title of that one? How to buy a $50,000 car for free. For free. Yeah. yeah. I got like 4,000 views, which is amazing. I never would have known to do that if I was running this. So honored to have this guy uh, with us. And it, it kind of came as last minute because we were just going to just meet me and Vince um, and just talk about like kind of a, a, a little bit of a deal breakdown. What does we do, how we do it, how it works with like our partners and our friends, my mom, like what, what's actually happening. And, uh, I thought, well, what better way to kind of get into it than to have somebody who's been editing our stuff and listening to every podcast, uh, whether he wants to or not. Um, <laughs> uh, so now obviously he's got his wheels kind of turning and we kind of talked not too long ago about some, you had some real basic kind of like questions and I was like, oh, this is great. Like, he's getting turned on to the game as well. Um, and, and that's part of what I love about real estate is it it, it helps light a fire in, in everybody that hears what we're doing because we're not special. I mean, Vince is a freak of nature who reads and is always on the MLS, you know? I'm on drugs. <laughs> he's on drugs? <laughs> Caffeine. You know, he is, he, is a bit, he is a bit of a next-level guy. I'm just a, a dummy trying to manage it all. Um and so if we can do it, anyone can do it. And I kind of want to, you know, get Evan's insight in terms of like what he's been hearing and where are, where the holes are, you know. So uh, Vince, what do you think? Uh, what do you think Evan's what do you think Evan knows and doesn't know? <laughs> I'm throwing you on the spot. I think Evan knows enough to uh, be curious enough to know more. That's where he's at. Like he he knows this is something going on and yeah. he wants to be <laughs> he's like know, hey man yeah. my boy that's, who I hung out with 10 years ago is sitting on millions of dollars <laughs> this is BS man yeah. I want in I'm like yeah you should get in yeah. <laughs> somehow yes yeah. there's more there's plenty of cake for everybody so yeah. we'll break down we'll we'll pick up our, one of our deals and I could just break it apart like one yeah. inch by an inch however you know um, listeners find it useful yeah. and you know and Evan can chime in and ask questions and how how we did it I like that that's actually a good deal deep we're dive. just winging this so this is what we're gonna do yeah uh, so which one do you want to talk about we own 30 units you know which let's uh, let's pick one which has the most value for listeners to um, get out of and it's something most people can do um, so we'll pick up the Highland deal that we picked up with uh, Jesse and uh, my sister is the partner on that. So Highland is a triplex in Bakersfield, California. Highland is the name of the street. 
that's kind of how you identify properties. And um, it's been performing fairly well. We had a partner on it and uh, got it through a wholesale. Uh, you know, we should, we need to get Jesse on the podcast, man. Yeah, we should. Yeah, he's just another level. Anyways, but um, yeah, and it's it's been a really good property overall, with the exception of you know, the moratorium thing. So mm-hmm. we did get rental relief on that one, which is exactly which is not, which I was actually surprised about. But I don't want to. I'm I keep rabbit trailing. I apologize. Break down how we got into it. What the numbers look like. Uh, benefits for the partner who partnered with us. How does it work? Yeah, let's let's break down how we even got that deal, right? So that's yeah. that's the first thing. So in this market, it's very difficult for people to get the deal. So you know, people always complain, oh, I can't even you know get any deals because the the deals are going to the guys who knows what's happening, like on right. a very very minute level. Like I could break apart the deal on such microscopic stuff. Like if you're going to compete with me you're pretty much guaranteed to lose that deal unless you come in with all cash and like right. one day close, then I'm not going to play that game. Right. Yep. So this deal, we got it through our contact, Jesse. Um, he's our boots on the ground in Bakersfield, Cone County. And uh, it was a, uh, it was an off market deal and you know, off market deals are usually done by cash. However, we did not use all cash. So when you say off market, I'm picking up the lingo and the language mm-hmm. as I'm going, is that, does that mean like it's not on Zillow? It's, Yes. Not up, it, it's not listed as for sale. Yeah, you got it 100%. So right. uh, off-market means the market is MLS, Multiple Listing Service, which is uh, where the realtors go and post all of their uh, listings. And Zillow and other other websites just pick it up and just repost it. So, yeah, you're right. So this was not – so so rule number one, right? How do you get the deal? You won't even see this deal. So yeah. you will never get this deal. Yeah, unless you know, like, yeah. the guy and he knows – not only do you got to know the guy, but also he has to know that you're serious because he's, he's not going to waste his time. Yeah. Somebody's like, oh, I think real, I heard real estate's like a good thing. I don't know. Can you like send me some stuff? Like he's never going to talk Yeah, he's going to gonna block your number. Yeah. So yeah. I get calls asking if it's my dad and asking about his property. Mm-hmm. Is mm. It's essentially that? Yep. It's yes, pe- yeah. it's yeah. essentially okay. that. Like okay. if, if somebody gets a hold of your dad and then they your dad, is uh, he likes the, the, the price that they offer – and he could just sell it to him. So now you won't be able to buy this house on the market because your dad never went to the market. That's primarily what Tom Cater does. Then he was on a. Uh, yeah, I picked that. I p- yeah. I made that connection yeah. finally because I've been getting those for years, and it's it's really ramped up in the past yes. year. Mm-hmm. And I always mess with them too, like I because it's it's every day, <laughs> and I, so I'm just like, hello, yeah. <laughs> who's this? It's, yeah. It's like a Tuesday. I'm like, have a wonderful Sunday. You have a whole podcast just for that, dude. Just like um, taking the wholesaler calls. Ju- just so that the listeners know, um, Evan is a professional stand-up comedian. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. yeah my background's in stand-up and um, podcasting. I mean, it's it's been such a contrast. I mean, it's nice having you guys in because the podcasts I produce are mostly for comedians. Right. You know, so it's it's for people that will never own property. Right. You know, and well, have never hopefully they will, but you know, prop maybe not. They they won't. They will not. They, you know, <laughs> no, I, we're me. gonna help. Anvi's gonna help them. We're I gonna, hope we're gonna so, get them. Man. We're gonna get them. Gonna, they better listen. That's why. Yeah. That's why you need to listen. If you you're might, listening right now. Stop what you're doing. Go buy property. You're welcome. I'm trying to yeah. not be in that 99 of uh, comedians. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so let's go back to the 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 topic at hand, right? So we found the property. It was off market, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't want listeners to think that you know if it's uh, um. Oh, you don't have access to off-market, you won't get any deals. No, we've gotten like plenty of deals in the last few months, and they're all we're on market. We're in escrow so, now. On yeah. Was on market. yeah we're, we're we'll be in escrow. escrow again. Wait, are we in escrow with uh, the other one I mentioned uh, The seller has to sign, but yes, oh, yes we, we should be tomorrow. But, um, 
but all uh, on market. So we got this deal right from this guy Jesse, and then uh, the property uh, he agreed to sell it to us for one hundred and ninety thousand dollars. It's a three unit. It's a triplex. So for this particular type of property, it's uh, we used something called agency debt. Usually you can't. You would need cash, but because of the relationship we had with the wholesaler, we were able to use debt on it. Right. So well, uh, if you I could go deep, why do you want to use debt? Because if you use debt, you usually get better returns. Um, you you can get more than the cap rate. So you're um, not putting any anything down, or just a, a smaller amount. No, down? so that's what I was going to break into. So oh, it, yeah, yeah. it was one hundred and ninety thousand. Let's say the closing cost is two hundred thousand dollars, right? So with the triplex, when you use agency debt, as we call it, is Fannie and Freddie, Ma- uh, uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Those are the biggest uh, lenders, right? The government back. Um, Agencies, so we use them. So you need to put twenty five percent down. So you need about fifty thousand dollars, right? Uh-huh. So at that point, I don't know. We had already like a dozen units. I don't know, maybe six, seven. Yeah, something like that. We around ten. Around ten yeah. units. So uh, Drew and I are wiped out. We don't have any more money. So we need money from somebody else. So we went to my sister, and then we asked her for fifty thousand dollars, which she did not have. And then we went to her, her husband, which is the brother-in-law, mm-hmm. and um, he has money, but uh, he didn't want to use it. So I said I recommended that he take out fifty thousand dollars out of his four hundred one k as a loan, and then he can just lend it to me, right? So he took out fifty thousand dollars. So out of curiosity, actually, I don't know this. Mm-hmm. When he took that out, what percentage was he paying on interest? So when you take out uh, uh, a loan on your 401k, it is not taxed. It's a loan, and you don't have any penalties on it, and they okay. don't ask any questions. You can take it for any reason you want. Right? It. If it's not your primary residence. Is is that synonymous with self-directed? N- no, is it a different no. thing? Self-directed IRA is completely different. Gotcha. Um, that's You have more control over it. 401ks are controlled by the companies you work for. Got so it. they control it, but they are uh, you are entitled for a loan. It is for fifty thousand dollars or half of what you have in there, whichever is greater. Okay. So you max out at fifty thousand dollars. So it. we were able to pull the money out, no problem. He pays five point two five percent on it, but mm-hmm. the interest goes back to him. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So and then uh, we pay him money, and then he can just use that money to pay it back, right? But I'll 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 break it down for you more. So Please. we took the money out, right? Mm-hmm. So we 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 got the uh, we got the we put used that down, and we got the property. So uh, it's a tenants in common agreement stick, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Onvi owns fifty percent, he owns fifty percent, right? Mm-hmm. So we both own the um, we bring the deal, we do the managing everything, and then he right. gets fifty percent of the deal, right? So the exciting thing is. Uh, uh, the the full cycle stuff with this is what's interesting is that was a year ago uh, we bought this during COVID and we were able to refinance that property in December and we pulled out fifty thousand dollars and then we returned all of his money back to him. He still owns fifty percent of that property. He returned the money back to the four hundred one k right mm-hmm. and he he can borrow it again if he wants but he also has a property. And what did he make? On the monthlies, he makes six percent on the monthlies. Right. So he made um, he made more than one hundred percent return on year one. Mm. Now I don't say that I'm I'm going to do this for everybody, right. but we did do it. We for can't say, hey man, fifty k is coming back to you in a year. Yes, that has happened a couple times now, but that you know the market went crazy, and so typically it would be two, three. Uh, maybe five years. I in, would say fact, conservatively five to seven years. Yeah. we can we can pull the money out. Yeah, you want to say five years, just so that way your hopes don't get. I'd rather you know under promise over deliver, and mm-hmm. it's so awesome that we did that with him. And then I, this is kind of I'm side tangenting, but I'm kind of curious. 
with his 401k, you said he was still earning interest on what he borrowed from it? No. So if, if you return the money, you don't have to pay into it anymore. But he will get access to that money again if he wants to pull a loan. Out got it. Mm-hmm. Got right. it. Got it. Okay. So that, that's just one of the options. He doesn't have to return it. Was he still making some kind of interest on that same amount? No. Even though we took it out. No, because he they would sell the stocks. And then he will have to buy it back. Got it. Got it. The money okay. they put in. Well, and once you paid him back, does he still keep getting any sort of monthly payments on the yeah so uh, we haven't fully figured out the structure but it is it goes back to some form of a uh, profit sharing so because he owns 50 percent equity so mm-hmm. he is entitled to 50 percent of the profits i make from that property mm-hmm. so the, the profits will be smaller because the leverage has gone up right because we refinance right. the property right so yeah. the debt service so, is more so what what is that i'm sure maybe i'm curious as well what does that mean when you refinance the property oh yeah how, how does yeah. that so we paid him back now what happens to our mortgage so okay, so what happens is we bought the property for 190, right? Um, at that point, it's an off market, which means it is valued slightly higher. We bought it for 190, so it's already some equity in the house. Uh, after a year, because of cra- crazy appreciation with COVID and all that stuff, the property appraised at I believe 250 or 260. I don't remember. So that has enough equity for me. So when you go for a cash out refinance, you can pull out 70 percent of what the property is worth on a three unit property, right? So 70% of 250 is like, let's say, what is it, 190 or something like that. And then remember we put 25% down, right? So Mm. we owe less on that property than how much we can pull out. So I just took out the the difference and just paid him. Got it. Mm. So do you have any questions on that, Evan? So you're taking out a loan on the property essentially with a a refinance? Yes, that's what a refinance is. You're putting more debt on the property. You're borrowing oh, more okay. against that does property. That, does that increase the mortgage rate? Yes, that, that oh, increases okay. the amount of uh, money you will pay to the bank. But yeah. it does, uh, you, if some people will say, okay, this is this is an interesting talking point. Maybe you can snip this, right? So a lot of the people will say, hey, man, you're putting so much debt on it. You're so leveraged, you're at high risk. Mm-hmm. Someone explain to me how that is high risk if I have zero dollars in as the As long as you can make the payments... No, do, don't even worry about the payments. I just told you, you have no money in the deal. Why is it high risk? Oh, I see. Yeah. There is no money in the deal. You sell that property for $2. Right. You made $2. You made $2 right, because right. you pulled out all your money, right? Break that down a little bit. Okay, so when, when people say you you leverage more, so that is if you put uh, 80% debt on it, which means the property is $100, and you're borrowing $80 and you put 20%, right? So that's a, that's what most people do. But if I put only $10 down and then I borrow $90, so now it's considered high risk, right? Because you're not putting as much money down. Mm-hmm. But high risk for who? Not right. to me. Right. I don't care. I borrowed the money from Steve's uncle who put money in his checking account, a moron. So I just borrowed his money and bought the house with his money. If I default on the loan, I'm only losing $10. So if I have no money, if I'm putting 0% down, is it high risk for me? No, it's not high risk for me at all. I have nothing in it. I see what you're saying. So when you refinanced, we had nothing in it. We had already Mm -hmm. paid back uh, our brother-in-law. And so we have no money officially in the deal, and yet we're building all that appreciation. We're having all the tax write-offs at the Mm -hmm. end of the year. And we're getting that monthly cash flow. And that and the refinance is not considered a taxable event because it's a loan on it. It's debt. Mm. So it's debt. So yeah. Julius is not getting any uh, tax bill for that. It's right. just more debt on debt. 
Yep. Right. As long as I can float the property and it cash flows, so that, that's different things. I look for DSC or debt service coverage ratios and those kind mm. of things. So as long as it can break even, right. I'm I'm cool with it. By by DSCR, he means just making sure you can take care of the mortgages, like I was saying, and preferably with the tenants. That's a positive DSCR. If the tenants are paying, say, two grand in rent and your mortgage is nineteen fifty, right? All right. Well, it's a positive. D- at least you have fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably want to cash flow more than that. That probably will lose money for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we know better than that. Like, I mean, you send an electrician at one time and it's a grand. So I think that particular property. I think our mortgage is maybe fourteen hundred dollars or thirteen fifty. That mm-hmm. is uh, PITI principal interest taxes insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we get nineteen hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you're... So, I call that break-even. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, okay. Well, then why would you call that break-even? Explain maybe and, to anyone and listening. repeat those numbers. Yeah. Oh, so so for that property, it it was at about 1000 bucks before, but once I did the refinance, it jumped up to 1350 or something like that because we borrowed more money. But the property brings in close to $1,900, mm-hmm. right? So now I have that spread of uh, let's say five six hundred dollars, right? But I call that break even, and that's what Drew asked. Why do you call that break even if you're making five hundred dollars a month, right? Remember there are expenses on the property that needs to get paid out every month. There's the water bill for fifty five dollars. There's mm-hmm. the property management fee of five point nine percent. There's some which, by the way, is really good. That's really Usually good. Usually you're gonna pay eight or ten if you're just getting started. And and the property is really old, so there's always some repairs, you know. Yeah. So that's going to cost money. So you know, you could do a, some kind of expense ratio calculation. Yeah. Um. So it'll be it'll be break even. And you want to budget for vacancies. So when you're running your numbers, you want to budget for vacancy. Uh, what's called capex, which is basically like plumbing or you know, uh, replacing a heater, whatever. Uh, which is inevitable. It's not an if, but when. Mm-hmm. Um. As well as, you know, you, you want to budget for the things that are beyond the PITI because if you're hoping for that, you're you're already in a losing game. You're going to be losing money on the property. Again, though, as long as you can handle the mortgage and any expenses that do come up and you can, you know, stay with it, you can come up. Uh, whether you refinance it again in a few years, you pull out some more of that equity, boom, more debt-free income. Or what you could do is, you know, you could just kind of, wait it out as rents go up and up and up um hopefully the property is not a sinkhole you know because then that could you know ruin everything so typically when you get you get a property you want to like really take care of everything that you can and it might feel like a lot at first it just will you're going to freak out but uh hopefully you've hit it at a level where you don't have to worry about those things for quite a while um, and so your golden goose is still alive and then the the last way to really you know uh still come up net positive if you've been getting your face caved in with uh, expenses and tenants that maybe aren't paying rent. I'm speaking from some experience. We've had a little little issues here. I know with some of the properties, um, you know, at the end of the day, you can always sell it and you can kill the golden goose. Now, what that does is it, it you know, basically puts a good amount of, of cash in your pocket, uh, which you do have to pay in, you know, some, some taxes on for sure. Uncle Sam wants his, wants his dues. But you know, that's one way to get out of it, especially if it's an underperforming asset or a problem asset. And I'm speaking from experience because we're selling a couple that we bought uh, initially that, you know, shoes hanging on the power lines kind of thing. And just it just was one problem after another, whether it be a tenant or a squatter or just, you know, like repairs and just 
like crazy stuff that you would never expect to take a phone call about. Um, for some reason, always happens in like these these lesser areas. You know? you, you, you want to uh, break down the numbers for that property, or sure. Quincy? All yep. right, because we're doing deal deep drives, right? Yeah. So, so we always talk about the Quincy property. That was our first triplex. Mm -hmm. um, it is uh, we bought it for um, about two hundred fifty-six thousand uh, dollars out of pocket, um, and uh, it's had a lot of problems in it, like um, you know the tenants not paying rent, you know doing drugs or whatever. A lot of repairs. It's a lot of headaches over the years. We've ha we held the property for th uh, three and a half years. We it is um, currently in the market. It's we're going to sell it. Um, we're probably going to make close to two hundred thousand dollars on that property wow. when we sell it. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, we dumped a lot of money into it. I mean, just to kind of touch on the surface of it, you know, I'm glad we did it because we learned a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I remember calling like a bunch of property managers, not really knowing what to ask, but just like based on like some of the books I read and YouTube videos, like questions you should ask. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter anyway, because yeah. everyone interviews well, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, but yeah, and we had the first property manager that we hired. I liked them because I called on a Friday at like four, mm -hmm. and that was my test. If someone's answering the phone at Friday at four, yeah. they're probably going to put in the work. That was all I had, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like the same question. Yeah. And they were the only ones that answered. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, the second they uh, they got it, their hands on it, and they were like, "No, dude." Within like a was like a week or two, they were out, so they quit. Property management actually quit. So two property managers quit on us. Two. I don't two. remember the second one though. Who was the second one? Uh, we ascend. Was it ascend? Was it ascend? Did they turn yeah. us down? Yeah, I don't so recall that. So you guys don't manage your properties. You you have we have a third party management company. Yeah, yeah, we manage the managers, which is still a lot still a lot because of they're going to milk you man they make a lot of money and i think a lot of it it doesn't come from the actual like rents coming in that's like they don't give you know, it's uh, so the the thing is that they will milk you and stuff so here's the interesting thing i noticed right so the the reason that it's a lot of people go from like what we're doing to like a bigger asset uh, class multifamily and stuff is because we are spread too much too far and the people who manage the property, they are not accounted for. They're not taking the accountability as much. And they don't yeah. really care because they don't own it, right? They don't yeah. have equity in my property, so they don't right. really care. So it, it, at the end of the day, it's, it doesn't matter. So it's got, it comes back to just Drew and I yeah. to kind of like be on them. And I have a full-time job. I don't have time for this, right? Yeah. So now Drew's taking more of that. Yeah. And he's, he's starting to see like how it's much. It's a full-time job. It's a full-time job. It's a miracle I was able to do this for three and a half years, which yeah. is crazy. That's a lot. Plus, you know, it's, so you're babysitting the babysitters. No matter how good they are, it just is what it is. And, you know, a lot of them make their money on uh, the repairs. They take a little premium. They have their vendors with, I'm sure, certain terms and agreements. And so, mm. you know, to, uh, oh, my God, that email was so funny. I think we talked about it on a previous podcast. But something about a mouse and then I read Vince's response in the email. Can, can you kind of <laughs> yeah. paraphrase what you said? I was losing it. I was cracking up so hard. Because <laughs> he, he just, I don't, I don't know how they haven't Vince, quit on us. Because yeah. he just like just digs them. Yeah, Vince is very blunt. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that. <laughs> I, like I, I like it about him. And, yeah. And yeah. It's honest though. But he's right. And, and that's he, why it's like, well, you can't be mad. Well, he's 100% right. So they're very, very accurate. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm very, sure. I'm very to the point. I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't, I don't like, uh, beating around the bush. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, I, w I was, I was, um, I was doing some, um, um, 
work for my company um, in um, in um, uh, Massachusetts, and mm-hmm. one of the stuff we, you know we we I see was the problem was you know we use like you know certain you know they have like canned scripts and stuff they they want to use, but that's not exciting for me. So I would just ask the surgeon in the OR, what is the problem you're having right now? And then they will just tell me, I'll be like, you do this, it will solve this problem. That's way that better is crazy. than any sales script ever, though. It's yeah. listening. Yeah. That's it. That's like most of what sales is, if you're a good salesperson. It's just listening. If you you, if you What's your problem? How can I solve it for yeah, you? Yeah. That's so I, I'm a big problem-solving kind of guy. I, I might not be the best in terms of technical, like just making it more complex and coming up with very complex algorithm. What I, I like to do is I want to target the problem and I will solve the problem. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do, right? By so the way, that's pretty much all of what sweat equity is mm-hmm. or what we do in real estate. We just solve problems. Yeah. So it's for the rat thing that... Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Back to the to the mouse. The, the mouse thing was, you know, because I have a full-time job, I don't have really time for all these nonsense emails. <laughs> so I'm I've, if, if I have 30 seconds to send an email during lunch break, I'm not playing around like, how was your day? Like, no. Mm-hmm. So they, they send us the uh, uh, a code for... Uh, they found a rat, and then the code to fix that problem was $870. Uh, dollars for it so i was just my response was is this rat going to harvard school (laughs) (laughs) that's what he said like what is what is happening (laughs) this is still like a professional management company like top in the town and he's just like (laughs) yeah i'm like send me i'm like what i'm like what is happening like is this this is you know this is 101 (laughs) guys send me two other quotes from two other companies and let's yeah that's it they're they're getting therapy for the rat the rat was traumatized how do you feel about being in this house (laughs) i know and then guess what two days later they oh we found somebody for 270 i'm like yeah of course you did wow Wow. So, yeah, if you're not paying attention, you're going to get taken advantage of it. Just as what it is. And they've done a fine job, but it's a business. You know, it is a business. Babysit to babysitters. Even as somebody who has employees, I mean, just today, uh, I have a a wonderful assistant. She's amazing. I'm so glad she's. I couldn't be doing what I'm doing now with real estate if I didn't have her, to be honest with you. So, but sometimes she'll miss things, right? And so I just kind of took the opportunity. We had a new employee uh, today have orientation. They both met there at noon, and I was like, perfect. Um, I had already walked the uh, the school. Um, I own a music school. And so uh, I'd already walked and kind of made some notes. And even though, she, you know, she, she does an amazing job, there's always ways to improve. No one's going to care about that business like me ever, no matter what. It just, it's okay. And so I made sure I did a quick little here's an example of what it is that I do when I walk in here so these little things like that don't matter like straightening things uh, these little things like uh, you know making sure things are stocked chairs are straight it's and I, I was always doing it, I was like you know okay this doesn't really matter but it does because how you do anything is how you do everything and so bring it back to what we're doing what I'm hoping to do is take that like level of OCD-ness and like high quality like i this is a this is a must for me uh, but also not paying like eight hundred dollars to to take care of a mouse <laughs> that's that right there is the full-time job and running uh you know a, a yeah an it, asset it becomes really time intensive and for me you know for me i also get really bored really fast if it's not exciting for me so i've already graduated from doing this yeah. management stuff and i'm already over it because we have too many units for me to keep watch of it and it's annoying Right. So I need someone like uh, Drew, right? So that's the partnership. We're going back to like the partnership structure, mm-hmm. right? So the stuff we're doing with my sister or Steve or whoever, your mom, 
right? We are taking on the role of doing all of the work for in exchange for 50% equity, right? Yep. And there's it's, a lot of work. It's just a lot of work, and we're just telling you some of it. This is not a, you know, like yep. I don't even care. Like, you know, we, like a lot of people, you know. What, what was so it? They, they don't have, they don't get any of those emails. They don't have to no. think, no, they don't think even about, know it or, about it. No, yeah. they don't even know. They just get a check in the mail. Yep. You had said before that it was basically passive income, the partnership that they mm -hmm. have with you. It's 100% passive. Yeah. And I remember one night I was laying in bed because uh, Gary Vee always bashes on everybody who's like, you know, passive income, this and that. And he does it because he's been doing business so long that he understands that it's almost impossible. It's actually... It's actually extremely rare to truly have a passive income anything and so uh i was i realized when we were kind of doing this we were, i was talking to somebody that was partnering with us or something and i realized oh wait that this is actually a passive this is 100 percent passive for them we do yeah. everything <laughs> yeah you know and uh and that's kind of cool do do you ever have partners that kind of try to butt in or is that in the contract that it's kind of you just keep it separate like they're not asking like what's going on they don't want to know uh, yeah. but some of some of them have questioned like hey can we be more involved it's just like it's like for me right let's say i want to do stand-up and then i'm like hey can i help you on stage no moron like i can't help <laughs> you on stage because i'm a moron and you are a professional comedian there is no way in hell i will be able to compete with you to help you it's not a thing right same thing yeah. Are you going to help me with There's no value that you can bring besides some kind of financial contribution. That's your end of the deal. Yeah. And it's o and we're only giving this to you because we're not sitting on tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars, although hopefully one day we will and mm. but you, you have know hundreds of thousands of dollars. We do. We do. <laughs> you know, and and a lot of that's tied up in assets. So that's and and so there's the rub, you know, is just to keep things moving uh faster we have to um, partner with people, friends, family, my mom, who's like, hey, I've got all this money. I just retired. I'm thinking about buying something ridiculous. And I'm not digging on my mom, but she just likes to buy things and spend money, you know, and <laughs> I, so do I. So I want yeah. the boat. Yeah. But, and this is why I kind of panicked. And I was remember I was talking to Vince, like she's going to blow all that money. I've seen it and I love her and I really want to do something to take care of her. And so, we finally really had a couple sit downs. This took a little while to mm -hmm. finally kind of get her like understanding what's happening. Um, yeah, and then of course, sure enough, we made all her money back within a she, couple. She months. came through though. She, she she had come through. She was she gave me a lot of anxiety for a long time because <laughs> she one one day she just decided said yeah Vince I'm gonna quit today. So I'm like hey man like you can't quit like <laughs> i have your life planned out for the next four months yeah if you quit in this you are going to destroy yourself like your future yeah. is done then she was yeah. like what yeah and so then she didn't and she, she did she listened, she listened. i'm she glad did she listened. did because she's uh she worked at the post office and she just didn't really enjoy the job anymore she's really burned out but and she was making good money she was she, making 60 grand she's, she's making so, it was a solid little you know yeah. something yeah, you had said in a previous episode i think that she had to, she had to work a little longer to save up more money to invest. no it's not about saving oh. money she had enough money she had about 150 grand saved up but yeah. the thing is when we buy these loans this is also good for the listeners maybe yeah. another snippet oh, right yeah yeah it's for the residential properties when we buy it's one to four units they're all called kind of single families even though it's one two three four units you need to show income that you make that you will be able to make the mortgage you can use some income from the property that you're buying but mm -hmm. you need to cover most of the income so, so looking if at she, your personal income because personal she was income. on the loan she's the one that that has the magnifying glass mm. on her so if she quit the deal's gone the deal's gone she'll never buy real estate 
Ever. Mm, ever. Now, as soon as the deal closes, she can quit the next day. And she did. And she did. <laughs> <laughs> and she did. And she was lucky that she she has us. So we were yeah. paying the mortgage through and, the tenants and stuff. And yeah, it's been a great asset. Great, great performing. Asset. She just pulls up in the mail truck doing donuts. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. I'm that's, what, that's what she did. Yeah. She did the donuts. Woo! She's egging the post office. Yeah. Just you know. chucking the mail out. Just <laughs> chucking mail. Nice. That's a movie in itself, right? That's yeah. like a scene in a movie right there. Yeah. What, what, uh, what would you say, like, um, what's kind of the lowest entry level? Like, I, I know a lot of people, like I said, I know a lot of comedians and stuff, stand-up comics, you mm-hmm. know, uh, creative types that, um, you know, maybe, uh, <laughs> yeah, they don't really have the, the, the wherewithal to kind of, like, manage something like that, but maybe they're saving up money. Um, like, what would be the minimum amount you think that would be, like, worthwhile to partner with you guys or to partner mm. with someone else and you don't want to ask Vince this question <laughs> no I'll, I'll answer it so 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 far when we started off doing this right so our time was not as valuable because we were not as good at what we were doing as time goes by we do become more smarter and then your time becomes more valuable like for example like if i'm doing work at my career i'm not doing like some garbage work anymore i'm not making like ten dollars an hour right i'm i'm expensive to hire so i'm only doing expensive level shit right so same thing with real estate now i want to do things at a higher level then that means i need to do bigger deals right so the only way i can take people's money now and do stuff unless unless you're like steve or like drew's mom or like my sister i'm gonna hook them up but for me to take the money i have to do bigger deals so i would have to take up a lot of different people's money and then go buy an asset so that's yeah. that's how I could do. So there's not really a minimum or anything mm. like that, but I would have to find a big enough project for me to do one closing and then be able to buy 20 or 30 units. I will not be doing like the duplex stuff. And and the reason why is well one of the main reasons why is cuz it takes it's the same process whether it's one single family residence is one house whether it's a 20 unit building mm. well more or less it, more, it's about it, the same about the same amount it, of work. but it's, it's not it's not 10 times more to buy a 20 unit than exactly. buying a single family for example like there's no way in hell i will take thirty thousand dollars from someone and then go buy a two hundred twenty thousand yeah. dollar duplex those days are done well, like what's what what's throw out a minimum number i, w- I would say usually fifty thousand but you know like it's it's not like like if you have forty thousand, we could do something. Is yeah, it, and that number's kind of going up, is what yes. you're saying, basically. Yes. Pretty much for me to for me to work on a project, if you have twenty thousand dollars, I won't talk to you. Yeah, you I'm can l- talk well, to Drew. I, I'll, so <laughs> I will I will talk to you, and I'll put you in this little I have this little Excel, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll have a name and an email and a number, and then the amount that you're like, hey, I, I'm cool with like ten k. But because <laughs> hopefully he's not I, cool I don't with ten k though. Hope, well, no, so no, I do. I have this database, but because if something comes up where there's this deal where we can maybe syndicate it, and and that's probably another even, question where e- I have it. Even with the syndication, so here's what I see, right? So because I'm, you said that I'm very blunt, I'll tell you what, what the issue is. If you have $10,000 $10, saved up, you have something wrong in your life that you need to fix because you can only save yeah. $10,000, <laughs> right? True. So I will not work with you on that principle because you're going to be a waste of my time. You're going yeah. to come up with stupid questions and ask stupid things about like, oh, but, you know, what would you do when this happens? I'm already over it. Like, bro, <laughs> like I have hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars. Like I don't need $10,000. Scared money is money. Yeah. That you're, it just, so it's a waste of time. I started off with actually trying to help like the, the poor person and, um, you know, like I want to help the everyday American, right? 
but I can't. Like I have to. So what now I do is for the best use of my time is I host free meetups and stuff, and I educate these people how to save more money or do like different things and uh, you know get them more. Uh, maybe maybe there's somebody else who takes ten thousand dollars and maybe he buys a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollar deal and he'll split it with you. Yeah. So maybe you can go meet him. It's just I can't do that anymore because yeah. it's, uh, it's because you know Tom bought this up, which was really interesting. Was um, uh, he said that if I let's say let's say let's say uh, Drew's uncle has uh, ten thousand dollars saved up and he wants to buy something for a hundred grand, right? And he's talking to me. Let's say I decide to work on this project. Now it takes the ball. Right, my eyes of the ball, and now I'm working on this project. I might miss a 1.2 million dollar deal I'm trying to buy for Drew. Yeah. I just wasted like so much of my brain power. It's a lot that, of opportunity right? cost. Opportunity cost yeah. is really huge. So, for those kind of things, you know, you want to be very mindful of those uh, things. But yes, you can take a lot of people with uh, twenty thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars, and go buy something for, uh, um, for you know, uh, uh, some apartment complex. That that'll be something that could be. Uh, right, pooling people's money together. That's that's an option. You know, it's something that we're hoping to do because, I mean, think about it. You raise rent on your single family residence, fifty bucks. That's an extra fifty bucks a month. You know, in your pocket. That's great. That, there's nothing wrong with that. What is that? Six hundred a year. That's good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but take that time. Say you have a ten unit. It's a huge difference. Huge difference. So it, it's just when once you've been doing it long enough. It kind of gets like, dude, and 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 just the paperwork. The whole process takes about for me to work on a project. It takes about two to three months. Yeah. Hmm. So two to three months of of work to close on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar property is really not a good use of my time, because we spend what how many months on my house? Like six weeks on my house, and it's one point one million dollars. Yeah. Right. And then uh, we're spending maybe two months on Steve's deals, uh, what, $700,000. Right. Those things are still pretty good, right? I mean, I like those. It's nicer areas, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, we still do those deals. Right. But I do want to do the bigger deals. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So ultimately, there is no number. But if it's super low, you might have to wait a little bit until we find, like, that perfect deal where it's, like, 10, 15 units. And it's like, okay, well, we're going to get you, like, a little sliver of that you know, based on what value you're bringing in terms of uh, the finances as a partner on the deal. Yeah. Um, is, is that clarify? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty much just if you have $10,000, hey, bro, why do you only have $20,000 is the get real some, question. Get some richer yeah. friends as well. Yeah. No, it's, it's, <laughs> well, it's not that, too. It's it's like I'm telling you, like, hey, maybe you should get a promotion or something like that and yeah, save yeah. some more money, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I, and that's actually the first question that I always ask when someone says, Hey, uh, I kind of want to work with you guys. Like, I want to get some real. I was gonna buy my own house, but eh, it's just not gonna. I, I'm. I just want to do. I know real estate's the way to go, and I see what you guys are doing. Uh, this literally just happened um, uh, mm. two weeks ago, and you know, I I just want to. I, I trust you. I like what you guys are doing. I, I'm seeing you guys grow, and I want to be a part of it. Um, so just how what 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 do I do? I'm like, okay, so the first thing that I ask isn't how much you got, bro. It's always well. Um, oh, that's the first thing I ask. Do you have, <laughs> well, in a way I ask that, yeah. but what I ask them is like, wh- what's happening with your rainy day fund? You just said you have $100,000. Great. But is that everything you have? Because I don't want to take the whole $100,000. Yeah. Life happens, you know, things happen. Pregnancies, you might need it for insurance, God forbid. You know, so, so life happens. So it's nice to have that rainy day fund. And I, I always make sure that's number one. 
have something put away, even though it's seven and a half. <laughs> you know, the uh, the inflation rate is the scam inflation sky rate. high right now. Uh-huh. Even though just to have that liquid cash is nice because let's just be honest. One of the only downsides of real estate is it's it's a it's a probably the least liquid asset there is. It's one of the best there is. No, it is the best there is, but it's really illiquid, which basically means you want that money back. At this point, because we have so many units, that's probably not going to be a big issue, but we probably wouldn't be able to pull it from the deal someone partnered with us on. It might have to come from another deal, and then we just we, we make the math happen. That's never really happened. You know, we never No one's ever panicked and said, hey, I need all that back. Um, because we do reassure them, say, hey, man, make sure you're, you can lock this in for at least five years. Mm-hmm. You know, And if it comes back to you before that, that's the bone, that's the cherry on top. And that's something we've been able to do based on the, the rapid appreciation. We got lucky. You know, um, it, it, it may, and it, if I think it's going to slow down with uh, interest rates creeping up. Hopefully more supply goes on the market. Um, you know, I think it will slow down in, ter- in terms of appreciation, but it'll always go up. So it's not a matter of if, but when you get your money back. Um, and then you're still in the deal. You know, it's just, there's just so many wins on it. So let's uh, let's break down something. This might be a good soundbite for Evan too, is uh, why I keep preaching about like, you know, money is garbage and you need to get rid of it, right? That I always say that and people think like, oh, this guy's just over the top. He's just being ridiculous. But I'll tell you why. So, so I go work for a company, right? And I make six figures and then they pay me in paper, right? W- what does that even mean? W- what is that? So they're just giving you something. They're saying it's valued so much. But then at the same time, the government is telling you we're devaluing it every year. So you're working for something that they're aggressively trying to devalue because the government itself has debt, right? So you're working mm-hmm. your entire life for something that they aggressively devalue every year. And you're holding on to it thinking that it has value. You have, there is no bigger moron than yourself at this point, right? right? The government just called you and said, hey, bro, inflation for real estate is about 15% a year. And we will pay you in that dollars, which we will inflate and devalue. And then you're like, yeah, I'll save that because that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Why does that make sense? So people are like, so for your buddy, someone has 100 grand. Oh, I know a bunch of people who have 100 grand, right? They're mm-hmm. like scared, right? They're like, oh, I'm going to save this. Right. But by saving this, they're losing yeah. The the purchasing power of the dollar because they yep. print more. Think about it, dude. Like you're going to a comedy club on Thursday, right? And then you're gonna perform for two hours and then they pay you let's say five hundred dollars, right? But at the same time, the government can just print five hundred dollars. <laughs> right? So what is the value of you doing that job for that much time? There's nothing. They they can just pr- they they printed five trillion dollars. And you yeah. will never make five trillion dollars. Yeah. So then, why are you working for you something? Unless you have assets, uh, and that's not just real estate. Yeah. But unless you have assets, uh, it's gonna be very, very hard for you to be okay in ten, twenty years, uh, unless maybe you have some jo- some crazy job where you're getting all kinds of raises mm-hmm. above the inflation rate. You know. Okay. Cool. That's awesome. And you, you'd be all right. But then you, when you retire, now you got to figure that out. So, because I'm a business owner myself, I have no retirement. I've got a Roth. I've got, you know, I've got different little savings and stocks mm-hmm. and stuff that I do. But most of what I'm doing is it's going into real estate. Um, I have a certain amount of cushion that I like to hold on to, you know, just for the rainy day fund. Because I grew up kind of just, you know, broke as a joke. And so, I get anxiety if it goes below a certain amount. Um, so, I have that. But and most of that actually is in stocks. So, it's at least still making something. And I can still pull it out fairly quickly. 
Uh, but point is, is everything else goes into real estate because once I kind of realized all the benefits of it, it became a no brainer. Um, and so it's, it's very easy for me to be like, Oh, of course, just, just do the deal. But I forget that I have to break things down like we're doing now. Like, okay, well, okay, well, here's why. I'm so sorry because I've been doing this for a while and I'm so excited about it. I'll say things like that. Like, oh, yeah, this we need to make this happen right now. We need to buy something yesterday. And I mean that, you know. Um, in fact, I kick myself all the time and I shouldn't do this. But I'm like, man, if I would have bought like that house 10 years ago, if only I was, I was smart enough at like 18. Well, you did buy 10, 10 houses. Yeah, but like, you know, mm-hmm. at like 18 years old or whatever, mm-hmm. I get super jealous when I hear these young guys like getting in the game. I'm like so happy for them. I'm like, oh, man, only I was smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was still. Oh, yeah. well, if, if you look at the numbers on certain houses, like what they cost 10 years ago, it's just insane. Yeah. You're like, yeah. what was I doing? What was okay, I doing? Let, let me ask you this. You think the co- the, the, the price of uh, the value of that home went up or you think the value of dollars went down? I would say both. How how is the home more valuable if it's the same home? Uh, well, right now I think because of lack of supply. So th- well, I mean, lack, lack I see what you're saying. Yeah. There's because so there's more to it than just uh, yeah, one just, thing. Yeah. So it's just like so the the they make these dollars and stuff inflationary because it makes you feel good. So I got a five percent raise. I make if I, if I made hundred thousand, I made. Five hundred and five thousand dollars. I feel good. I'm like I'm a mm-hmm. boss. I made five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Uh, inflation is eight percent. So, so I lost eight thousand dollars, right? But it makes you feel good. So that's why they do it, and it devalues. You know, they borrow money from China, trillions of dollars, mm-hmm. and then they can just be like, "Let's just devalue the dollar." Yeah. And then what happens to the debt they borrowed? It's worth less, mm-hmm. right? That's yep. th- so. What I decided was, I don't, I don't have to change the game. I just know how it's played. So I'm going to yeah. do what the U.S. government does in a much smaller level. So yeah. I will just go borrow a bunch of money and bunch of money i don't have right and then i'll go buy assets with it and then the assets will pay for themselves and in time i will just i'm just guaranteed to be a multimillionaire and and i would say almost 100 percent of anyone working in congress owns real estate mm-hmm. they know what's going on they know the rules and we're kind of drifting off into you know, maybe a more of a tax <laughs> no, I know, right, benefit yeah. thing but yeah. it's a it's a thing I mean, th- yeah. these these are the benefits, right? We're talking about structuring and benefits and stuff. So, right. so should we talk about why someone should partner with someone? Why, 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 yeah. why not? Like, I could just uh, buy well, my own house. I don't know, Evan. What is that a question that you would have? I want to kind of put it back. Yeah, on Evan. well, I, yeah, I think a big question, you know, like kind of the age I'm at, you, you know, it's like, do you, uh, do you? I mean, real estate costs so much right now. So it's like, do you get your own place if you have some money saved up? Do you get a residence? Um, you know, you don't have a whole lot of options, like you said. Supplies going down, or yeah. do you kind of make an investment and then try to go for something later on? You know, do you want the um, real answer or you want the feel good answer? <laughs> Either or, all of them. The so the real answer to always is you never want to buy your home, the first home you want to buy. I bought. 28 homes before I bought my own house. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's because quick. I could have bought it earlier, much earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had a couple bucks. I could go buy a house, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't because I wanted to leverage out as much as I can with investments. And then I decided to buy my primary home. And then I'm leveraging that too. I have roommates and stuff like that. Why do you want to do that? Because when you buy your home, like your primary home, you know, when they do all the math to calculate how much home you afford, can afford and stuff, once you buy a primary home, most people will get capped out. They cannot buy anymore. Like, that's pretty much it. Yeah. 
if you buy an investment home first, like, I mean, he wants to buy a home too. I'm trying, I'm making him not buy a home. <coughs> How many homes have you bought since you wanted to buy a home? Like four. Yeah, investment homes. Yeah, investment yeah. homes. Because what uh, what lenders are going to look at is they're going to look at your debt. And so if they see that you've got a bunch of, let's say, four investment homes like he's talking about, and then we can show them the rents, and they can see like, oh, okay, so this is a, you know, this is a, a tenant who's on a year lease. These are, this is normal numbers. It looks like they actually are, this is fine. They're clearing, they're clearing uh, plenty of cash. So it's not counting against the DTI, hmm. even though, and I keep drifting off in taxes, I'm writing it off and I'm not paying a dime on taxes on it, even though, and I'm making all this money and I'm making all the appreciation on the back of the tenants. Anyways. This is why I'm like, it's, not it's such a slam dunk to me. <laughs> it's not on the back of the tenants. We are providing a safe and effective household that they cannot afford. They would have to live in the ghetto if we didn't sure. have that house. Sure. But basically what I'm saying mm -hmm. is like they're paying for our net worth to increase. Mm -hmm. So yes, they're getting a roof. We're good. And we are we are actually good landlords. Um, actually, this guy texted yesterday uh, from one of our tenants because I sent someone out like the day, actually on President's Day. And uh, she was delighted. She was like, thanks so much for being on top of it. I can't believe how fast that was. Appreciate you. Um, so we I take think you'll be a really good property manager. I'd be an amazing property manager. Yeah. Um, but so you, you won't be able to do anything else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, it's such a full-time gig. Uh, we'll figure it out. I, yeah. I, I, I do want to get my claws on the game, understand it, control it, and then hopefully we can get our, our finances so great uh, where there's so much cash flow. Or Make we sure you're tracking your hours. That team. Oh, yeah. You know I am. It's It's nerdy, but it's... But yeah, the point is, is um, uh, in terms of how it works, is we're basically, you know, building this portfolio, and we're we're able to keep benefiting so many parties involved, um, from my mom to a contractor. We're providing such a service to so many people, uh, and that's why I get so excited about it. And that's why they give us the tax benefits yeah. because the, when when people say, hey, you, you guys are taking advantage of tenants and doing these things, I'm like, dude, what are you doing with your life? You're just going to a W-2 job, coming back. You're the most selfish person I know. You're worth nothing to anybody. Yeah, you're, you're just, not really You're just thinking about yourself, value. right? You're not stimulating the economy. You have a savings account. Screw your savings account. You, <laughs> you're not <laughs> providing any value to anyone. That's why they're paying you nothing on that, right? Yeah. Me, on the other hand, I'm taking a $10 and buying a house for $50, and now I've created $40 out of thin air, and that $40 is going to get spread amongst the contractor, the real estate agent. I'm providing uh, housing for someone. I'm paying somebody else's mm -hmm. school fees. I'm paying the property tax on that. Yeah. I am so much more valuable than the garbage guy who's just doing his W-2 job, yeah. right? Yep. That's why we get the tax breaks, and he does That's it. it. That's how the and the guy right. who o owns the guy that works for W-2, the company, they get the tax benefit mm -hmm. because they're taking the risk. Yeah. Mm. Do you have any game. other questions? We're kind of we kind of keep we keep hitting. Well, yeah, there was a couple of things I was thinking about um, in terms of. Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think? Because uh, I mean, it's, you, it's essentially just it's essentially just you two, right? Yeah. You guys are partners. Have but you? Have yes, it is. But like, there's so many team members we yeah, have oh, that yeah, are yeah. like. V two Georgia the and then over here, hundred yeah. percent. What's up? V two own the company. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, have you kind of found that there's bigger companies kind of coming in uh, that are harder? They're hard to compete with. Like in terms of, like you hear all these things about yeah, just like, like Zillow and all uh, all these no things, things getting bought up. I mean, is that affecting kind of your the average you know kind of so property owner th that might have like a rental property? You think or. So I want to I want to be more clear about your question. So are you asking 
if Zillow coming into the market affecting Drew as a realtor or Drew as an investor? Uh, I, I don't know, just either or. I mean, I, I guess just these, you hear a lot about like all the properties getting bought up by Oh, bigger, I see, okay, I got you. Okay. Black Place, Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah Black yeah, Rock, yeah. Zillow. Mm-hmm. China. Um, you want me to take this one? Yeah. Okay. So and you can maybe restate it. Maybe so to, we can clip it. He's up or, he's on the acquisition side, so yeah, he's, yeah. he's got to. Yeah. So so when you when you talk about those things, those are bigger players, right? They're coming into town to buy these things. These guys are not buying stuff in Bakersfield. They are never. They will never be our competition because we are useless garbage. Like. Two hundred thousand dollar homes. We're mom and pops. Just, just looking at it, they just wasted like billion dollars because they spent two seconds looking at some garbage deal, right? So they're buying like prime location, like really expensive houses, or they're buying a, a neighborhood, right? Yeah. So they're or not going a p- to big apartment, like hundred unit, big, big like, apartment complexes. You know. We are, we are so under the radar. Yeah. That's not a thing. Yeah. They don't for get, us they don't at, at our level. Right. You know. Hopefully one day. You know. But yeah. Hopefully one day. Yeah. So yep. that's the yeah that would be the answer. We were talking a little bit about podcasting. You know, that's kind of the, the service I've provided you guys, yeah. and um, you're saying that you've kind of seen some level of uh, interest spike from that, right? What's that? Yeah. What's that kind of experience been for you guys so far in, in terms of? Yeah, um, just to plug Evan. I mean, if you guys ever need a podcast done, he's the guy. Like, I'm so glad we you know, hooked up with you on this. This is just great. I could t- we could come in, sit down and just chat and he takes care of the rest and he's awesome. Um, and so how that's benefited us is, uh, it's obviously you, you know about the reels and I knew nothing, even though like marketing is like something that I have kind of figured out. It's helped my business. Like I've, st- it moves so fast that I'm like, I'm like an old dinosaur. So you are very savvy with that stuff, and we get thousands of views on our reels, which is great. The podcast is night, and I'll post that, uh, you know, constantly on my stories, and I'll share it with friends, especially if I got a friend who asked me, like, hey, uh, you know, um, I don't know, something topical about, hey, do I get a loan first, or how does this work? I'll send the podcast with a lender, you know, right? just listen to that, and then ask me questions, you know, whatever. So hopefully that helps them to just streamline that process of helping them. So it's really been awesome to do it because uh, for some reason, reels and podcasts are just really, really hot right now. Yeah. We've got YouTube videos, I was just saying before we started, that are super dense, that would change your life if you just took that one video, (laughs) listening to Vince talk for like 10 minutes about something, and you actually just ran with that, it would change your life. But it has 12 views. <laughs> yeah. Granted, I wasn't pushing it and putting ad dollars behind it. We were just putting it out there. It's on the website. and um, But yeah, so this has really propelled us. We've been getting a lot more emails. A lot more friends are calling me kind of out of the blue, which is great. Um, just more eyes on us. And it's, yeah. you know, in this business, it's really a trust-based business. It's because no matter people. what I tell you, end of the day, if you're going to give me 50 grand, it's not because I'm so smart and like, oh, this guy's yeah. such smart. No, it's because you trust Drew and me. Yep. That's it. Yep. So Absolutely. That's, that's, so we, if we are constantly engaging people and we answer their questions, they know we know what we're talking about. Yeah. And then they can trust us because you constantly see us. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's kind of it. Um, familiarity. It's helped with familiarity. And that's a huge part of growing a brand growing a business in terms of the marketing side that awareness side which is what i always say is business is actually very simple it's just two things it's a solid product or service and it's marketing or awareness and so this is you've helped us a ton in getting more awareness uh without question so thank you bro we're gonna keep putting it out there yeah we're gonna spread the word 
Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, any other que- I feel like we could probably wrap it soon. Yeah. Um, it, are there any other questions? About 55. Any oh, other partner good. benefits, uh, um, tax benefits and stuff? We can hit it up in a... Yeah, well, yeah, that would be kind of interesting to hear about. A, a little okay, bit. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just make it brief then. So, sure. for example, um, you know, uh, we, we, you have $50,000 in the bank. That's not getting you any tax benefits, right? So if you take that amount, you put it in a property, and then you you... You buy something, you leverage it to something higher than $50,000, right? So the tax benefits we receive from real estate is not how much money you put down. It's how much you control. That's the biggest, biggest, so biggest difference. So you put fifty grand down, buy a quarter million dollar asset. You're getting all of the benefits of a quarter million dollar asset for fifty. grand. There is no investment class like that. You can't buy stock for 50000 and say... Yeah. Hey bank, give me two hundred thousand dollars. Let me go buy two hundred fifty thousand dollars of Tesla stock. They'll be like, they'll laugh at you. you. You can go to Bank of America, and say, let me buy Bank of America stock. Will you lend me money? They'll laugh at your face. <laughs> They're like, that's not a thing, bro. Yeah. But the house down the street, sh- sure, we'll lend you money on that. Yep. That's 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 already should tell you a lot of things. Yep. And there's a lot of benefits of owning real estate. Like even if you're a, a silent partner with someone like us. You know, you can write off your home office. You can write off your cell phone bill. You know, oh, your, yeah. your car bill. Because you're a business owner, so I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, there's. Uh, I have to do a whole episode on that. We should just do the one on taxes. And yeah. Yeah, but briefly, it's like you can write off any interest you're paying on anything, any loan. You're getting to write off. Uh, obviously, one of my favorite things is I should probably end with this, but I'm gonna go right into it. Uh, what's a paper loss, which is depreciation. Uh, um, so you, when you buy a residence, one to four units, you can write off 27 and a half years. You get to write off a portion of the actual structure. So say the land is worth a hundred grand, buildings, 200 grand. You're taking that 200 grand and with your CPA, he's writing off a, a portion of that year on year. And so it's depreciation, right? That's mm-hmm. paper. Let's call it paper loss because you're not actually losing any money. And that's one of my favorite things about it because it's the your real estate is appreciating, your assets are appreciating, um, and you're getting to write it off as if it's to depreciating. It's mind blowing. And when I finally kind of internalized that and realized what that meant, I was like, oh, geez, this is cool. And that's and it's why I was like, okay, well, all these guys that I know that like are like wealthy. I was lucky enough to meet some people here whose dads were just like self-made, wealthy, like deep. They all own real estate, <laughs> you know. So I finally was like, "Oh, that's the light that I've been looking for," you know. Mm-hmm. So even though I'm a musician and I'm really into other things, once I understood real estate and the power of it, I got really passionate about it because of what it does. It's a vehicle that changes lives, and that's why when I was getting my real estate license, it was initially just to get us deals, get you know, you know, MLS, all that stuff. Um, and we st- and we do do that, but I actually got really kind of excited to, to practice it even on the side because it's already changed my life and if I could help somebody get into something um, man uh, it, it's the way to create wealth just so three just jobs essentially you got I have three jobs <laughs> yes I, I well luckily my music school is mostly passive I'm doing like the I'm overseeing things now I kind of just like there's an admin task thing that I write in for my assistant, to, so she's kind of checking off. Lit. She already has her thing that she knows how to do everything. Uh, my staff is g- amazing. A lot of them have keys, and I trust them with that. I kind of run it kind of Google style. It's like ver- not very hierarchical. Only when I have to be like, yo, like you've been 10 minutes late, like 
all week can we like come on man you know it's a trip you you wouldn't think uh 15 10 15 years ago seeing us play reggae songs yeah that, in 10 years this guy would have three jobs you know three, jobs. three businesses three we're just uh we're just chilling wasted yeah. somewhere in a bar and yeah it's like you hey know, i'll still do that i'll make time for that yeah oh yeah you got it <laughs> balance life is balanced yeah it's a it's a trip man it's yeah, uh, yeah it's, well it's cool to see it's cool to what the, the way cool i'm able watch. to pull it off though is with people you know the same thing with like how you're helping us with this with a podcast I have, I'm doing so much all the time and I love it. I'm happy, but there's just, I gotta, I, I'm learning to just cut things, sliver things off. You do that. How this over here, delegate things. The more I'm able to grow, um, the more I'm able to kind of give back to other people and, and provide, you know, money to somebody for a, a wonderful service that I could do. Sure. And I could figure out and I could take the time to fix my own plumbing and it would take me 10 hours. Is that worth my time? No. Like find the guy. So it's the same thing with this podcast or with the handyman or whatever it is. Like my stepdad does a lot of our, our work. I'm setting up an Airbnb right now. He's done the bulk of the work. I could do a lot of it. And I do. I have been actually just to move it faster. Um, but he can do it all. It's great because we get to pay him, stays in the money, uh, or stay, stay, that money stays in the family. <laughs> um, and so I like how I'm able to kind of like give back in that way. And the, the way that I've been able to grow is I've been willing to go to zero. And what that means is, is I'll get a business built to a point where I can now like hire enough people to where the profit almost goes to zero. Now I'm, it doesn't actually, it's not actually where it's at, but it, it shoots down quite a bit. Mm. So now I'm able to think bigger and go over here and oversee things and make it grow faster. So then now the next thing I'll have to do is hire a manager for sure. I was actually just talking with my assistant today. Might have to hire another assistant if I hit the goals that I want to hit in nine months, which I think I will. We'll see. Uh, but the point is, is I don't do much now with the music school other than interview people and just kind of oversee it. That that beachhead is conquered for the most part. And now I'm able to focus my time on, you know, controlling our assets, managing our assets, building the Airbnb, which I, I'm su- I love doing all that stuff. Which even with that, I have people that are helping me with the Airbnb. I have someone in charge of decoration and design, someone who knows all the laws and how I'm supposed to actually navigate it. And then I just kind of like do little things to help them, you know, if I have time. And I've got Jeff obviously doing a lot of the, uh, you know, handyman stuff, repairing it. Hey, man, he needs to fix my bathroom towels. I know. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to fix the school's bathroom, actually. Someone ripped the towels rack right off the wall. But... uh, yeah, he's always behind because we got too many things going on. But yeah, so now I'm able to focus on that and on the side. As a realtor, it kind of the lines blur there. Like I've done like a couple deal. Now I'm in escrow on a deal with a guy that's not really associated with what we do. But my main focus is getting us deals, taking that money that I might make the commission and putting it into like the Airbnb play, which is what I'm doing right now. You know, so just wins on wins on wins. And in fact, my goal. Sorry, I'm just making this about me, but I'm hoping this helps you guys because this is how I'm able to do it. I'm just leveraging other people, and it's so hard to do it first. I'm giving this advice to somebody who I was just talking to yesterday about this. It's like, you have to hire. You ha- I, I know I was scared to like put my trust into somebody uh, just as you were, but that's the only way to truly scale up and to create an empire. If you want to stay small and smoke weed and just play video games and get by, that's cool. Like I, there's, I have nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. You at all. just won't be able to hang out with me. 
<laughs> you just want to hang with this, you know? <laughs> so, and it's fine, but it's not what I want. I, my standards are so high. I want to have that freedom. I want people around me to benefit from that freedom. And I've noticed that the more value I'm able to give to others, uh, whether it's a job or advice or partnering with us in a deal, the, the more I'm able to benefit. You know, it, it's just the way the world works. Uh, Elon Musk wouldn't be Elon Musk if he just was like a one man show. You know, it's just, just no way. It's impossible. You know, he had partners from day one. Um, so anyways, yeah, it's exciting. I love it. And, um, are there any more questions though, coming from kind of our, my rambling and Vince's like killer instinct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I think that was uh, like, I guess the only other things I thought just like, you know, you have tenants that, um, you know, are renting and there's obviously the issue of like rental rates, like what uh like things like rent control mm-hmm. you know I, and i know that that isn't nece- is is that an issue in any of the markets you guys are in yeah so rent control is it doesn't really work uh but it comes from a, a good place right i mean should you be able to raise rents 50% every year after year right uh, if you're a smart landlord you won't do that because you want people to afford it too right so uh, California has a statewide rent control. I know people know it is 5% plus inflation. The chances I will increase rents more than 7% is very, very unlikely. Now, what that does to me, however, is if, let's say, I didn't want to increase rents, California is going to penalize me for not increasing rents because I can only increase it 7%. So now I'm guaranteed to increase your rent 7% because California made it for me so to do that. So why does California penalize us for not raising it 7%. Okay, so why does it do that? Because if I didn't raise the rent 7% this year, the next year after that, I'm capped at 7%, right? So I can't raise 8%. It's right. I'm done, right? So right. then I have to only... So then the best thing to do for me, to because my taxes go up 2% every year, mm. and expenses go up mm. uh, more than that, right? Yep. So Inflation. now I'm going to increase it 7%. So now what if... Uh, if the rent control was different, right? So then everybody's going to increase the rents at that that level. So, you know, so it doesn't really work. And then it pushes out, you know, the free market, right? So then, um, you know, people might get out of that market. Like LA is like talking, LA has yeah. a, a um, moratorium till the end of this year. I will never invest in LA. LA is like pretty much communist for me. It won't happen. Like <laughs> it's, like, it's like stupid. It is the m- like one of the most tenant-friendly cities, maybe just behind San Francisco. And they've got all kinds of problems right now with, with that. But um, it's not really that <coughs> relevant. I mean, the cash flow, it was affected with the moratorium. and it, But, I mean, the real win is the appreciation. It's just sitting on the greatest asset class in the world. It just goes up Because and they'll up print and more and money and, and make up. your property worth more. Yep. And, and then if people are just paying, making the same amount of money, it just it's unfortunate, but it just makes people more poor that's why yeah. i you know this is a uh maybe we'll end with this uh it's like why is uh printing money and giving it to poor people you think that's a good idea what do you think oh, I, I don't know yeah it's it's it sounds good i mean to to me on first thought i'm like that seems good right but okay let's say um drew's the poor person in this case and then you hey, the government. i make 100k a year <laughs> i'm three poor jobs by, i'm poor by tom kadar yeah. standards tom kadar.com <laughs> <laughs> So let's say let's say you're the government, Evan. So you print money and then you give it to Drew, right? So Drew is happy now. He's like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm getting thousand bucks. It's uh, what is it? Universal basic income? Hell yeah! What does he do with the thousand dollars immediately? The first thing he does, pays rent. He pays rent. Who owns the building? I own the building. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. And then what does he do next? He goes to grocery store. Right. I own stock in Whole Foods. <laughs> I think right? everybody deserves a handout once in a while. Yeah, I, that's, I that's fine. But everyone is entitled. To like you know what? Yeah, you yeah, life life hits you a little hard. You know, a little. No, I'm once I'm fine with that too. Yeah, I'm just but, saying. And, and so I'm getting to yeah. to the to your point. But no, this like a, a regular like assistant program is just going to keep you small. Um, yeah. You know, you need to pick yourself up by the you know, by your bootstraps. You need to quit being a pussy. You need to accept that life is tough, and that if you're going to do anything with your life or have the amount of freedom that one day Vince and I will have, well, we already have a lot of freedom, but if you're going to have the lifestyle and the things you want, the nice car, the whatever it is, it doesn't matter, just the freedom to take your kids to the Disney World and not have to like stress about it. If you really want that, you need to get serious about your finances. It just is what it is, and... Sure, you can say it's it's not really your fault. The school system may have let you down. You know, maybe we should have had a couple more finance classes, right? Screw that. It's not an excuse. There's information on our phones beyond what anything anyone could ever even consider asking just 20 years ago. That wasn't a thing. If you can't figure it out now, there's no chance for you because it's it's not about not figuring out. It's about not giving yourself a chance, not understanding that you're infinitely resourceful and the only thing that really is holding you back is you find the drive find the fire and then figure it out educate yourself and so that's what we've done vince and i met at like a self-improvement conference and there's no you know it's no coincidence what that we're good friends we had a lot in common we were already at this event where it's all about improving yourself and so i'm super blessed that i stayed in touch with him and uh and i've helped him with certain things He's helped me with the, this real estate thing and, and driving, you know, the the business forward as I was getting my school kind of on its own feet, and uh, and it's been a blessing, man. And that's what it's all about. It's about like finding those people who can keep pushing you up, you know. And so, what we like to do is say that we push people up by whenever they want to get involved in real estate. We definitely say. And definitely invest in real estate. Buy something. Buy something. If you want to make sure you're not losing your 50 grand, if you want to really ensure that that risk, that's when I'd say partner with somebody who's already doing it, whether it's Grant Cardone or BlackRock or us or China. Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of half joking. But, you know, there's a lot of people who do what we do. And, and so it's not just about us, but it's about getting involved because if you don't, um, it's going to be really, really hard for you in 20 years. And then when you call me and you ask me for a hundred grand, cause you know, you, you know, all of a sudden, you know, somebody's got, got a sports injury and then the life happened here and you lost your job. It's going to be really hard for me to, to send you a hundred grand. I know it's a matter of time. I know it's a matter of time for happens events to me. Someone's going to see that we're really crushing it. It's going to ask for a huge amount of money and it's going to be really hard for me to say yes because I'm watching you, I'm watching everybody, and I'm seeing, dude, you're not, you're not moving, you're, you're complacent. It's, that's on you, dude. It goes back to the lottery thing. Most people who win the lottery end up right back where they were within five years. So, all right, well, let's wrap it. This has been Re Social. Um, Evan, do you have any words for uh, the listeners before we wrap? Uh, yeah, hit me up. Uh, you can hit me up on. Uh, fuck yeah nation on instagram or uh you can uh hit me directly uh it's at the cast man show um on instagram 
And uh, yeah, if you, uh, I have this kind of podcast studio, and um, we're uh, uh, got a lot of different podcasts coming in and out of here, and it's and significantly helped us for sure. I yeah, mean, big time. Yeah, and I, I def- always always looking to partner up with different uh, podcasts and run different podcasts out of here. Yeah, um, getting busier and busier myself with yeah, it. So. That's awesome, um, man. Definitely. Um, Glad we got you before I'm, we got too busy. Yeah, I'm trying to too get it for us. I'm trying to get a higher kind of clientele myself, yeah, uh, as, as usual. Yeah. The, uh, deserve it. the um, yeah, we've we've definitely had some crazy people in here, as I said <laughs> before, that that don't uh, definitely don't own property or sure. might be squatting in your properties. One <laughs> of them right now in Bakersfield. Yeah, but uh, always if looking. You're listening. Get out. Yeah, always looking to give advice <laughs> on on podcasting, and um, always looking to yeah, just make more podcasts and videos. So yeah. hit cool. me up. All right. Vince, last words? No, all good. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks.